This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. At Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers, incredible offers, and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krupnik, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. WPHD-WPHD-HD-WOGL HD3 Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios where relationships matter always live on the free Odyssey app The Revolution will be broadcast This is the next generation of talk Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD Rich Zioli So what does it mean when Obama says Joe Biden can't win? How bad is that for Joe Biden? Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. It is our fourth and final hour on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Thanks for being here today as we kick off a long week, actually, for for me. I don't know. Maybe it's a short week for you. I don't know. I hope so. But uh, tomorrow night and Wednesday night, I'll be filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, doing Dana Lash's show and this show as well. But we have a kind of an abbreviated schedule because of basketball later in the week. But we'll we'll talk about that as we get closer. But anyway, it's uh, oh, it's a fun time of year. Obviously, my kids are super excited, fired up. Uh, the elf on the shelf. He has been good lately about getting to a different spot on the shelf. I'm happy about that fact because obviously when the elf does not do his job and uh, winds up coming back to the exact same spot as the night before, kids start asking questions. And uh, I've had a sit-down chat with Fred the Elf. And I sat him down and said, listen, not for nothing, but, you know, need you to, you know, suck it up. Be like elf up here, you know, elf up. And when you come back from the North Pole after ratting out the kids and dropping dimes on them, you know, because you're a snitch and snitches get stitches, you know, but uh, snitches get shelves, get a shelf, it's a different shelf, though, you know, move it around. I know you go up to the North Pole, you party with the elves and Santa, you drop dimes, you kept a couple drinks, shots, hot toddies, whatever, eggnog. But you got to you got to get back here in time for uh, for them to wake up and you got to be on a different shelf. And I think that's reasonable. I think Fred and I had a good chat. I think we made a lot of progress. So, so far, so good. That's good, too. The other thing that I, I want to mention is, um, you know, as the kids get excited for Christmas coming, and it always is a wonderful time of year to have small children. I have, a, as you know, a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a three-year-old. Uh, it's also a great time to remind them that Santa is watching. Santa is really the state <laughs> in this capacity, you know. Uh, just get him, get him going on surveillance at a young age. Hey, listen, Santa is the modern day Section 702 of the FISA Act. So you better be good for goodness sake. Just saying. Oh, and we watched the Christmas Chronicles Friday night. Kurt Russell plays Santa Claus. Um, and these two kids wind up helping him save Christmas. Very good movie. Enjoyed it a lot. It was on Netflix. Kids loved it. That was a lot of fun. We watched Home Alone 2. Home Alone Part 1. I mean, we watched Home Alone also. And I do love Home Alone. And we talked about this earlier in the show. But... 
it's not appropriate for a three-year-old because there's a lot of lot of words in there that Reagan is a parrot. She repeats everything. So Patrick and Claire are mature enough where they can know you don't say these things. It's just in a movie. But Reagan will parrot everything. So we had to turn it off and we put it on the Christmas Chronicles. And then when she went to bed, we finished with um, Home Alone. So now we'll watch Home Alone 2. And I didn't realize the whole spinoff of Home Alone movies, but the original is still the best. Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern. Great stuff there. Absolutely great stuff. So the question, of course, is when you're thinking about children, how do you toe the fine line between raising good kids and not spoiled brats who think they're entitled to everything and then become Hunter Bidens? That's really the question. As a parent, you think about two things all the time. You have daughters. You think about Chris Rock's very important advice. Keep your daughter off the pole. And as a dad, you think about keeping your son out of prison. It's one of those things that you think about all the time. How, how do I make sure my son does not become a sociopath? How do I make sure my daughter does not have to, you know, be on the pole? These are these are these are things parents wrestle with all the time. And you have to it's a fine line between discipline and loving your children, but your job is to make sure that you're raising them not to be their friend. And I think too often you have people who treat their children like they're their friends and you're supposed to be friends, but you have to be a parent first. And that means they're going to be upset sometimes, and that means you're going to tell them no, and that's okay. I think you're building character when you do that, and you're teaching them to delay gratification, and that will make them into healthier adults someday. Hunter Biden is out there right now acting like a victim because he's a guy that really, truly never took responsibility for his own actions until he absolutely just had to uh, or face prison time. He was scared straight, in other words. But he's still out there playing the victim card. He's still out there acting like these just mean MAGA Republicans are going after him simply because of his dad. And he's done nothing wrong except fight his demons and overcome his demons and blah, blah, blah. On Bill Maher's uh, Friday night show, he asked a great question regarding Hunter Biden. Take a listen. I have a yes or no question just because it's the holiday season and it's people are with family. I keep reading about Hunter Biden this week. Uh, how much do we blame Joe Biden's indulgent parenting? Or do kids just come out as they are? Listen, Hunter Biden is 53. He's getting mail from AARP. (laughs) All right. I think think you... uh, Continually (laughs) treating him as a teenage runaway, isn't (laughs) it? Very good point. He, 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 treating him like a teenage runaway is not the right way to handle this. He needs to grow up and he needs to handle responsibilities. But there's another question, too, which is, is Hunter Biden going to be the reason why Joe Biden's out of the race? Barack Obama came out over the weekend and said he doesn't think that uh, Biden can win. This comes after Axelrod said it. This comes after all these terrible polls. You know, they asked Biden, they said, what about the polls showing you losing to Trump? He goes, you're looking at the wrong polls. Really? Well, then show us the ones that show you beating him. Show us those polls. Where are they? Well, wasn't it very strange when you watch the video of that car hitting his motorcade? Wasn't the whole thing just strange? I noticed, first of all, the president's just kind of standing on the street, but you can see a white pickup truck go by in the background. I mean, traffic was still going. And he just stands there, and then they hear the sound of the car crashing and they all just kind of freeze and, and the, you see the one secret service agent look over at it and then they kind of wait and then they kind of pull Biden into the car but at some point his head is exposed higher than the door and I don't know I 
I was looking at that and said, this is this whole thing is very strange. It didn't seem to be a whole lot of panic on behalf of the Secret Service to like rush him into the car and put him in head first and use the door to shield him and get him in. What am I? I'm not. What? what, what? Oh, oh, you're thinking that I'm saying that it wasn't really Biden, that it was a body double? Like in the movie Dave? No, I just I'm I'm not saying that. I'm that's a good point, though. I guess I hadn't really thought about that. I mean, the movie Dave did have a body double, but but still, you'd have to keep the illusion up so you'd still act like it was the president, right? I would think. Anyway, uh, but the whole thing was strange. But they said they asked Biden, they go, "Well, what about the polls showing Trump beating you?" And he goes, "Ah, you're looking at the wrong polls." Yeah. Well, what about the polls that show you beating Trump? Where are they? Where are these secret polls? And this kind of confirms my theory. Remember, remember, I told you a theory that I have, which is that if you want to get Biden out of the race, you got to convince him he's already won. You have to like bring him polls that are fugazis and show him that he's crushing it and winning. And maybe that's all Biden is seeing. So maybe Biden really does think that there are polls that show him winning because that's that all is the only thing these people show him. And they turn around and they say, look at this. Look at this. You are you are crushing it. You've already won, Mr. President. You, you've won. You are the president again. Congratulations. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they asked Biden about the polls and he turns around and says, what are you talking about? I won the election. And just walks away. But if you're going to get the guy out, you got he's such a he's such a narcissist. He's so egotistical. You got to convince him that this is his decision and he's doing it for another reason. Or you got to convince him that he's going to wind up going to prison because you have put him in a position right now where it's inevitable that Hunter Biden's going to bring him down. This is what Andy McCarthy was saying this morning to Dana Perino. By the way, I filmed an episode of uh, Perino on politics today, and it was a lot of fun. Dana Perino is great. She's a great friend, and uh, it was really nice to be on there with her. But the question that she was asking Andy McCarthy, and it's a fair one. You know, what impact does Hunter Biden have on, on all of this? And what impact does it mean when you've got Barack Obama saying Hunter Biden has to go? You've got David Axelrod saying Hunter Biden has to go. And then you're in a situation where everybody sees the writing on the wall. And what effect then does Hunter Biden add to this in terms of taking the story away from anything that the Bidens want to really talk about and making it all about Hunter Biden? Take a little bit of a listen here. Uh, When they were trying to make that whole case go away. But now, obviously, he's indicted in not one but two cases. So, you know, he's going to be out there publicly, as is his lawyer speaking. And that's going to be excruciating for the president. And mm-hmm. I, I, the thing I think about the uh, the Washington Post report that David was speaking about is I'd be very concerned about that. You know, there's a there's kind of a confluence of events that we've seen. You know, David Axelrod says maybe Biden shouldn't run. There's a Wall Street Journal report this weekend where, you know, it seems like Obama is saying the same yes, thing. Yes, I saw You've that. Got now two indictments. Mm-hmm. And now this report, what astonished me about it is not just the details. This is a 4,000 page, 4,000 word report, which means they spent weeks on it. They could have dropped it at any time. And it dredges up stuff that's been kind of vaguely known for years. Right. And that Joe Biden must have thought that he had you know, survived that long ago. Uh, and here it is again, right at a time when a lot of top Democrats are saying, you know, maybe time for him That's to right. get out. So one of those what lies beneath scenarios. Andy McCarthy, thank yep. you. And go- because the, the, the problem here is that the FBI secretly taped James Biden as a probe an attorney who paid one hundred thousand dollars to his consulting firm. 
His brother James was secretly recorded by the FBI during a bribery investigation to a Mississippi trial attorney who shelled out $100,000 to his consulting firm in the late 1990s. Richard Scruggs, the trial attorney, hired James and Sarah Biden's D.C. consulting firm while seeking to gin up support for tobacco legislation being contemplated by Congress in 1998. Neither James nor his brother President Biden, were implicated in any major criminal wrongdoing in the case, but the revelation comes amid an impeachment probe into alleged influence peddling by the president's family members. Quote, I probably wouldn't have hired him if he wasn't the senator's brother. Scruggs told the Washington Post, so I forked over cash to James Biden's firm. Jim was never untoward about his influence. He didn't brag about it or talk about it. He didn't have to. He was a man's brother. Scruggs, who was later sent to prison over a separate bribery scheme, had been closing in on a deal to push tobacco companies to cough up billions of dollars in a lawsuit alleging that they withheld information that their products were addictive. Seeking some $368 billion, Scruggs needed Congress to waive antitrust provisions as part of a settlement deal. Senator Joe Biden, in 1997, initially said that he was, quote, not yet convinced that this settlement is a good deal. Despite initially being reluctant... Joe Biden, who sat on the powerful Judiciary Committee as a ranking member, ultimately became one of its most significant backers. Ultimately, the bill failed to clear Congress. Biden, at the time, cited an intense campaign by the tobacco industry that he claimed swayed Republicans. While seeking support from the then-Delaware senator, Scruggs made multiple $10,000 payments to Lion Hall, that's James and Sarah Biden's consulting firm, over roughly a year. Scruggs was unsure if James convinced his brother to back the bill, but told the Washington Post, I hope he did. Now, a lawyer for James Biden was adamant that his work never involved speaking with or providing access to his brother. <laughs> right. <laughs> OK. Lionhall has come into focus for Republican congressional investigations looking into whether the president's brother had used the company to filter money to the rest of the Biden family. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer has flagged a $40,000 check marked as a loan repayment from James to Joe in 2017. Comer alleges that the payment was laundered money from the Chinese government-linked CEFC. As evidence, Comer points to a series of transactions to the president's brother's account. President brother's account. White House, however, has forcefully rejected the notion and highlighted bank records that indicate the president did indeed make a loan to his brother. In November, the House GOP impeachment inquiry subpoenaed both James and Hunter Biden for testimony this month. But, of course, both men skipped it. And now there's a investigation to James in California as part of the indictments into Hunter Biden. So years after the uh, tobacco bill hubbub, FBI authorities began to investigate Scruggs over an alleged bribery scheme involving supposed plans to funnel $40,000 to a local judge. During that investigation, agents recorded phone calls, including ones from James Biden. At the time, James Biden was reportedly attempting to create a firm with Scruggs' partners. Although James Biden was never implicated in the bribery scheme, Scruggs and some of his partners were ultimately sent to jail. A lawyer for the president's brother insisted he was never aware of the scheme and that uh, the plans for a partnership never got off the ground. Recordings reviewed by the Washington Post, the far right-wing Washington Post, showed many of the recorded calls James Biden was on discussed the potential partnership. I told them we had formalized our relationship with you guys. I told him about the real Washington presence and that this was not going to be a BS, you know, a single hung, a shingle hung somewhere in a window. Now, this was a real deal that Sarah was coming on, you know, as a name partner, an equity share in the venture, that we were changing the name of the firm to include her. Hunter was going to be involved. 
and you're going to be involved. Shrugs became chumsy with the Bidens due to his ties to Steve Patterson, an aide to former Senator John Stennis of Massachusetts. Or excuse me, Mississippi. Stennis was a segregationist, Democrat, of course, who differed dramatically from Biden during his early days in the upper chamber. That's when, as Chris Matthews put it, Biden used to hang out with the Seggies. Yeah, yeah, powder out with the Seggies back then, you know? All these Democrat segregationists, because the Democrat Party, of course, has always been a racist party. The party of Jim Crow, the party of the KKK, the party of slavery, and the segregationists, obviously. Uh, The eventual president became friendly with Patterson in the years that followed, as did his brother James. And Patterson reportedly connected James and Scruggs during the 1990s. Biden wouldn't have known anybody in Mississippi if not for me. That's just a fact. I take ownership of that. Biden loved Mississippi. I mean, the, the guy is such a creep and a sleazeball, Biden. He really is. He's such a creep and a sleazeball. And the fact of the matter is, and you know this and I know this, that Biden's image of being this saintly man in the basement on Twitter all the time, not on Twitter, no mean tweets, this narrative is all blown up here. All blown up. Here's Representative Mark Green telling Maria Bartiromo that the House Republicans expect to advance. Oh, I'm sorry. Let, let me, that's the wrong one here. Uh, that's for Mayorkas. I'll come back to that. And the question, of course, then is, as, as, as this problem with Hunter keeps coming up, what do you do? Well, Jen Psaki has some advice. Just stop talking. Just stop talking. Don't say anything anymore. The problem is, though, it's too late here. And so the risk for Republicans is that come election day, they are seen focusing on the wrong things, not Uh focusing so much on the economy or immigration, but on what could potentially be a meritless impeachment. The risk for the White House is that it becomes a distraction. Jen Psaki, you had this surprise press conference by Hunter Biden. Did it help or did it hurt? Look, I think if you're sitting in the White House right now, you're like, please, Hunter Biden, we know your dad loves you. Please stop talking in public. Um, This is not helpful to any of them for him to be out there. But at the same time, the president loves his son. That takes precedent over anything else. That is appealing. I'm thinking of the woman in your focus group who talked about family. He loves his son. He loves his family. He's worried about his mental health. But yes, the White House would like him to probably go away, right? The White House would like him to zip it. Just zip it already. But he's not going to. And the reason why is because he doesn't want to go to prison. So, you know, my theory is that when Hunter Biden came out and said the whole thing about Uh, My father was not financially involved in my business. It was his way of letting everybody know in the in the Biden world. I will talk if I have to. All right. I will talk. I don't want to. I'm not. I don't want to talk, but I will if I have to. So if you are going to play this game with me, if you're going to play this game, just know I know things. I know things. And that's the reality. That's the truth. But you, you and I, you and I both know that. When it comes to corruption, people, for the most part, don't really care as long as the economy is good. But when the economy is not good, you've got a problem. Selena Zito wrote a great piece today in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. The last, well, the last steelworker, please turn off the lights. And the entire thing about it was how U.S. steel is going away. U.S. steel is going away because U.S. steel is going to be bought by a foreign entity. And there's a piece in the article that talks about how years ago, this whole big steel mill up outside of Pittsburgh, they were going to expand it dramatically. Would have been job security, would have been more jobs, would have been great for the region and everything. But it was killed because of environmental reasons. It was environmental reasons that killed it. John Fetterperson, the United States Senator from Pennsylvania, came out over the weekend and said, I'm not a progressive. He's breaking with his own party over Israel, over the border. 
and also over getting rid of Bob Menendez. Now, I think John, John Fetterperson, because I want to leave gender out of it, John Fetterperson, I think, is a kind of guy who will say whatever he has to say. Like most politicians, he'll say whatever he has to say. He said, I'm not a progressive. I just think I'm a Democrat that is very committed to choice and other things. But with Israel, I'm going to be on the right side of that. And immigration is something near and dear to me. And I think we have to do we have to effectively address that as well. Well, think about Pennsylvania, where these issues are playing it ahead. John Fetterperson is not going to be on the side of Israel and the border if he doesn't think it's smart politics for him. And on this issue, you have the New York City mayor over the weekend saying the federal government is doing nothing on immigration. Federal person said it's a reasonable conversation until somebody can say there's an explanation on what we can do when 270,000 people are being encountered on the border, not including the ones, of course, that we don't know about. To put that in reference, that is essentially the size of Pittsburgh, the second largest city in Pennsylvania. Fetterman also came out over the weekend and said he believes that China should not be allowed to buy our farmland and he wants to take back all the land they've already bought. So I don't know what changed about the stroke or medicines they gave him or he came out of his depression as a going more to the right. I don't know. But there's definitely a marked change in John Fetter person, no question about it. All right, listen, as we continue along here in our fourth and final hour on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, let's have my buddy Tom Skopinich. Great guy and a, and a lawyer who's going to fight for you. That's what he does. He fights. He fights for his clients on both sides of the river. He's licensed in PA and New Jersey. And when it comes to a guy who knows the game, no one knows it better than Tom. See, prior to starting his own law practice, Tom used to work for and on behalf of the big insurance companies. So he understands their strategies and their tactics, and he's going to put them to work for you. That's the difference. That's the secret sauce right there with Tom Skopinich. So just recently, I had a buddy who was in a bad car accident. Reached out to me. Thank God, you know, he, he, he survived. It was pretty bad. But reached out to me and said, hey, can I reach out to Tom on your behalf? And sure enough, within an hour, they were talking. Tom's already on the case. That's the kind of guy he is. And you're going to speak to him directly. You're going to talk to him. Unlike the billboard clowns out there who you're never going to hear. Yep, you're going you're gonna to speak to Tom. So reach out to him today. Go to scopelawyer.com. S-C-O-P-E lawyer.com. Get what you deserve. If you're injured in an accident, you need to maximize your recovery and get the settlement that you deserve. Tom Skopinich will fight to make that happen. And for over 25 years, he has proven results. You can trust that he will fight for you. In either New Jersey or Pennsylvania, his office is in Lansdale, Montgomery County, PA, Reach out to him today, scopelawyer.com, the law offices of Thomas G. Skopinich, scopelawyer.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours. 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT in the Free Odyssey app. Oh yeah, baby! It's uh, Monday night on a um, shortened week for many people. As we get ready to go over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house for Christmas. Welcome back. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Thank you if you joined us Friday in Cape May. It was a lot of fun. I came down with bronchitis after that, but uh, I don't think it's contagious. I think it's a bacterial infection, but hopefully I didn't get anyone sick. And then food poisoning last night. I know. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Food poisoning last night. Oh, it was rough. Me and Reagan, two of us. She's got my stomach. So it was a long night in the Zioli household, let me just tell you. It was a long night. But Friday night was a blast. We had a great time, and uh, I'm really happy that you were there. And thanks again to Bob and Caitlin and John and Pam and the whole team at the Grand Hotel, Mike, Chef David Mills, for hosting us. Five times this year we were there for live shows, and every single one was better than the last. It was great. And thanks to you for joining us. I promised you a great show, and I think we delivered. And if nothing else, you don't remember it because you were day drinking so much. So you see? Everybody wins. All right, as we continue, uh, former President Trump made a comment over the weekend, which I really loved. He was talking about windmills. We talked a lot about the wind turbines at all these different shows at Cape May. And don't forget, the project is still, it's still going in uh, off of Long Beach Island. The Atlantic Shores project off of LBI and Atlantic City is still full steam ahead. So the fight is not over yet. We beat Orsted for now, but the fight is not over yet. Keep that in mind. This is what former President Trump said regarding windmills. By the way, you know, the one thing about climate show, we fight like hell and they put up all these windmills all over the place that uh, if you add the cost of rebuilding, and they're all rebuilt, you know, in China. They're all built in China and Germany. And they said, let's assume you're a big believer in this. They send big fumes in. So you add it all up and it's terrible. You can't get rid of the blades. They only last 10 years. Uh, The energy is the most expensive energy you can do. They kill all our birds. If you want to see a bird cemetery, go under a windmill sometime. You'll see birds like you never saw. It's a very, if you love birds, you'll start to weep. But it's, it's just the craziest thing. They ruin our plains and fields. They're killing our whales. You know, the whales are coming in. I think we had one whale come in in 50 years. This year we had like 12. It's a, it's a terrible thing they're doing to our country. And they're doing... Actually, we had more than 12. But uh, I think, I, I, I don't know exactly where he meant, but there were... I think close to all in, up and down the entire Atlantic seaboard, close to 60 whales and dolphins. But that's the ones we know about. We don't know about the ones we don't know about because they dropped to the bottom of the ocean, uh, didn't make it to shore. We don't know about the ones we don't know about. But the, the issue about the climate, though, and this is a very, very key point here. I think Democrats have so sided with the environmental whack jobs to the point now where blue-collar workers see that and sense that, believe that, and know it. One of the questions I got was, how much was the war on coal an issue in 2016 in Pennsylvania? It was massive. It was huge. Now you have, you still have the war on energy that's happening in our country, and voters see it. And what is it all about? It's all about the corporate media and their fear-mongering over climate change. John Stossel had a great point He said, over the last 20 years, because if temperature rises, we have seen about 116,000 more people die from heat. But 
283,000 fewer people die from cold. He said, United States Special Presidential Envoy for Climate, John Kerry, says it will take trillions of dollars to solve climate change. Then he says there is not enough money in any country in the world to actually solve the problem. Kerry has little understanding of money or how it's created. He's a multimillionaire because he married a rich woman, Teresa Hines. Now he wants to take more of your money to pretend to affect climate change. Now, Jorn Lundberg points out that there are better things society should spend money on. He acknowledges that a warmer climate brings problems. Quote, as temperatures get higher, seawater, like everything else, expands. So we're going to maybe see three feet of sea level rise. Then they say, so everybody who lives within three feet of sea level, they'll have to move. Well, no, if you actually look at what people do, they build dikes. And so they don't have to move. People in Holland did that years ago. A third of the Netherlands is below sea level. In some areas, it's 22 feet below sea level, yet the country thrives. That's the way to deal with climate change. Adjust to it. Quote, fewer people are going to get flooded every year, despite the fact that you have much higher sea level rise. The total cost for Holland over the last half century is about $10 billion. Not nothing, but very little for an advanced economy over 50 years. For for saying things like that, of course, he gets labeled as the devil, a climate-denying devil. The problem here is unmitigated scaremongering. A new survey shows that 60% of all people in rich countries now believe it's likely or very likely that unmitigated climate change will lead to the end of mankind. This is what you get when you have constant fear-mongering in the media. Some people now say they will not have children because they're convinced that climate change will destroy the world. Lomberg points out how counterproductive that would be. We need your kids to make sure the future is better. He acknowledges that climate warming will kill people. As temperatures go up, we're likely to see more people die from heat. That's absolutely true. You hear this all the time. But what is underreported is the fact that nine times as many people die from cold. Cold. The cold, frigid, chilly, chilly temperatures. As temperatures go up, you're going to see fewer people die from cold. Over the last 20 years, because of temperature rises, we have seen about 116,000 more people die from heat. But 283,000 fewer people die from cold. That's rarely reported in the news. When the media doesn't fret over deaths from heat, they grab at other possible threats. CNN claims that climate change is fueling, ready, extremism. Yes, how climate change is fueling extremism. You know, political extremism. Mm-hmm. I know, it's insane. But they talk about terrorist groups and everything like this. Boko Haram. That all of this now is, is causing people to, to, be, to, to become terrorists. I, I kid you not. Does water scarcity create a terror spring? The Middle East and North Africa is the world's most water-scarce region. And they say right now that they have some of the highest rates of food insecurity and terrorism. Climate-induced drought also linked to the growing influence of ISIS in the Middle East, according to a 2017 report commissioned by the German Foreign Office. Increased water scarcity in Syria played an important role in the forming of ISIS and that ISIS tried to gain and retain legitimacy by providing water and other services to garner support from local populations. It's basically like if they had only had uh, a Poland spring, we would not have uh, radical Islamic, Islamist terrorism. No, really, we would not have radical Islamist terrorism if we just had uh, better water. It's not, they're not motivated by bringing about the caliphate. No, 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 nope, nope, nope. They are motivated by getting fresh Dasani water. True, true fact, true story. 
See, this is the kind of insanity that people, you look at this headlines and people think they're really smart when they read stuff like this and go, well, actually, you know, the really, the true reason of terrorism is, uh, the BBC says the shifting climate is uh, catalyzing infectious disease. U.S. News and World Report says climate change will harm children's mental health. Lomberg replies, it's very, very easy to make this argument that everything is caused by climate change if you don't have the full picture. He points out that we rarely hear about positive effects of climate change like global greening. That's good. We get more green stuff on the planet. My argument is not that climate change is great or overall positive. It's simply that just like with every other thing, it has pluses and minuses. Only reporting on the minuses and only emphasizing worst case outcomes is not a good way to inform people. He's exactly right. But fear, fear sells, doesn't it? I mean, fear sells. If, our, if we can make our children so terrified of, of climate change and then we can point to that for the mental health rates... Well, then you don't have to you don't have to say anything about what COVID did to the kids. And you don't have to say anything about what the effect of school closures on kids. You don't have to bring up anything. All you have to do is just say that it's climate anxiety, climate anxiety. I shared with you a story a couple of weeks ago about how climate anxiety is leading to people uh, not buying homes. No, no, it's not because interest rates are 7 or 8%. It's not because there's no inventory on the market. And so every home now, even middle-class homes that we grew up in are now a million dollars. No, 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 it's climate insecurity. That's why people aren't buying homes right now. So we have climate insecurity. We have the rise of terrorism. We have children's mental health, all because of climate change. And ISIS wants a global caliphate, not because they want to bring about their whack job version of Islam to rule the world and kill all the Christians and the Jews, and the, and the Muslims who they think are fake, no, they just want to open up a, uh, a water company. Just a giant water company for everybody. Flavored water, sparkling water. Oh, flavored sparkling water. Why not? It's really about the fact that they are so sick and tired of Perrier. And that's why they struck France a few years ago. No, no joke, folks. No joke. Everything they plan is spectacular in nature, and it all involves water. Water delivery. Their goal is to be the world's number one supplier of bottled water. And ISIS will not rest until that happens. It's the absolute, absolute ridiculousness of all this. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. More to come. Don't go away. Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Yeah, this border situation is a freaking mess. Unbelievable. As authorities suspended railway operations at the southern border to free up agents to help with the flood of illegal immigration. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. That is a, uh, uh, I mean, the border situation is just insane. It really is insane. And you are talking about even Pennsylvania Senator, like I said in the last segment, John Fetterperson coming out and saying that the border situation is insane. This is what's happening. Bill Malusian down at the southern border, as he reports on what's going on down there, shutting down international commerce is what's happening at the United States southern border right now. That's how bad things are. Take a live look at our Fox News drone over in Eagle Pass. They have had another mass illegal crossing out there. You can see hundreds upon hundreds of illegal immigrants waiting for processing there. You might be able to see a bridge off in the background. That is where the trains come in. Well, CBP has announced they are suspending railway operations to move CBP officers down into the field to help Border Patrol with processing. In other words, Harris, they're shutting down international commerce in order to help speed 
speed up processing of these migrants. Many of them, again, will be released. And back out here live, mm-hmm. December is traditionally one of the slowest months at our southern border, but uh, the Border Patrol Union tells us right now their numbers show they are on track to potentially have the highest single month of arrest they have ever had at our southern border. We'll so that's nice. We got that going for us, which is nice. Highest in the history of our southern border. <coughs> it's reached um, Indian reservations in Arizona, where more than a thousand illegal immigrants are crossing every single day. And there are just three to four Border Patrol agents to deal with it. We also want to show you what's happening on the Indian reservation out here. Take a look at these images. Very rare to see this. The media is not allowed to go in here. But Border Patrol released these photos. This is the nearby Indian reservation right next to Lukeville. You can see there is no border wall. There's just some anti-vehicle tracks laid out. And they are getting pounded with illegal immigration there every single day. And it's very rare to see the Border Patrol Union there telling us that they're getting upwards of 1,000 illegal crossings every single day and they only have about three or four border patrol agents there uh, to patrol and process that area and and massive massive numbers of single men from all over the world are converging on the open southern border all over the world all over the world i can tell you we have not yet seen any national guard down here in lukeville what we have seen are more mass illegal crossings and more mass processing taking place we'll step out and give you a look at the scene here this is a temporary outdoor area that border patrol has set up here to process these illegal immigrants you can see family units as well as single adult men who have come in from all over the world here uh, getting processed getting ready to get put on a border patrol bus where many of them will be released and likely heading to a city near you in the coming days and we'll show you what's been happening out here take a look at this video we shot yesterday afternoon right here in lukeville another mass incursion through a breach in the border wall we were showing this a couple weeks ago as well hundreds of people pouring through the breaches in the border wall crossing illegally a lot of them single adults as i mentioned coming in from all over all over the world all over the world for the world in this group you're looking at all here over the world. there were adult men from congo guinea senegal others from colombia and ecuador and harris listen to these numbers just in this tucson arizona sector in the last three weeks alone border patrol says they've arrested more than fifty-four thousand illegal immigrants and that does not count the gotaways. that does not count the gotaways because obviously the gotaways got away the gotaways got away that's why they're called gotaways what a freaking mess what a freaking mess you can understand why biden's approval rating is under 34 percent 34 percent but it's just that we have the wrong polls that's all mr president why are you losing to trump in the polls yeah the wrong polls polls that i have show me winning as the, the ones that they show me every day tell me i already won the race i already won Here's we Eric had Adams. to do a real job of explaining to everyday New Yorkers that the federal government has abandoned uh, this important issue. That's a national issue. So they're angry and it's going to come out. I'm the mayor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? We had to do a real job. of. No, explaining- it's true. He is a mayor and uh, he keeps running his mouth. They keep investigating him. What a, what an absolute mess. What an absolute disaster. Single men from all over the world. Now, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said that Biden's border strategy, uh, I'm sorry, the, I'm sorry, Senator John Cornyn said that Chuck Schumer's border strategy is not going to happen. Joe Manchin says the border must be shut down. This is what Senator Joe Manchin said yesterday on CNN. 
He said basically now the border has I'm to very be completely shut They're moving in a very positive way. They understand that the border is broken, that glass ceiling has been broken, and we've got to stop this dangerous immigration uh, that we have coming to our country from all over the world, Jake. Things that we've never seen, numbers that we have never seen like this. The whole world is in the flux, and they're taking advantage of a system that truly is broken. And this is not immigration reform. They're basically working diligently on just securing the border. Just securing the border. You have to raise the threshold as far as on the definition of asylum. You just can't come and say someone threaten me and I've got to come into your country. You have to show and be pro- have proof that this type of threat to you and your family uh, is basically uh, un- untenable and you cannot live in those conditions. That's going to change things. Even under the lower bar right now, Jack, Jake, when everything has been adjudicated. Well, you know what? I mean, and this is the problem, right? You can You can change definitions all you want. But the courts are going to overrule you. The courts are going to step in and say, I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Now, Pramila J. Powell was asked a question, and this is very, very key. It's something that I've been saying for a while now, which is that Democrats want open borders. And people like Manchin, Fetterperson, the others, these, these are the outliers. Democrats who are calling for the border to actually be secure, these people are outliers. They do not represent the Democrat Party. You want to know what represents the Democrat Party? What Pramila J. Powell, a whack job member of the whack job squad, said, this is the quiet part out loud. This is the Democrat Party. Those other people, the people that actually want to secure our border, they're moderates. They don't really exist. They are outliers, and they do not represent a substantial, I mean, they, they are not the Democrat Party. This is. Take a listen. How much backlash will he get from the left if he does agree to these changes? He's gonna, there's going to be a lot. We have to put together a coalition that is the same coalition we delivered in 2020 for him to win the White House, for us to win the Senate, and for us to take back the House. And that coalition involves a lot of young voters. It involves a lot of immigrant voters. It involves a lot of folks of color. Immigrant voters, you see? <coughs> Excuse me, so the question was, how much backlash would Biden get from the left if he agreed to border security? There is going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of backlash. And then you have this, this whack job Republican. This is Democrat Representative Jasmine Crockett. Republicans who want to secure the border, well, they're just absolutely insane. So you know that, right? Democrats, and I, I assume this includes the mayor of New York City and others, who also say they want to secure the border, that something needs to be done. I guess they're crazy too? I'm very concerned because the Republicans have never gotten immigration right. That's just the fact of it. Um, There's not very much that the Republicans get right in general. And so to basically say that issues of national security as it relates to how we're going to take care of our allies should be tied to this mangled immigration process is absolutely insane. I mean, when you look at somebody like Greg Abbott, my governor, and his solution, his solution is to basically say, hey, we're going to kill people that are trying to come in. Like, that's not a solution. Like, the Republicans don't have the solutions. They want to continue to defund the aid that is going not the aid, but they're continuing to defund um, border security. Well, I mean, who's going to sign up for this job and you're not paying worth anything? So <laughs> I'm so confused. I really am. I'm so confused. Democrat Representative Jasmine Crockett, Republican demands for border security are absolutely insane. And it's about what you're paying people. It's a, it, the problem is that the border officials aren't making enough money. Is that what is that what she's saying? I'm trying to I'm trying to understand this. I really am I'm trying to understand this. But it's very hard to understand. It, it really is. 
some good news today that came out regarding uh, a victory in Pennsylvania. Let's see if I can I can share this with you. If I can get my stupid thing to open up, you know, it's like when you need when you need something to work, it doesn't work. Why is it always the case? Always the case, huh? Let's see here now. <clears throat> Court victory came down in Pennsylvania. A ministry in Pennsylvania. This is a big win for the Pennsylvania Family Policy Council said a great day for Joy L Ministries and the students they serve in its released time program, said Randall Wegner, chief counsel for the Independence Law Center. Ministries should be free from arbitrary imposition of inapplicable state laws. In this case, one hands Joy L's ability to serve school students. It's a great outcome for a wonderful ministry. I've just got to cut this cold, but the Commonwealth Court of Pennsylvania granted a victory to L. Joy Ministries in a case involving overreaching government mandates that would have hindered its ability to operate a popular released time program. Release time programs around the nation allow for public school students to receive religious instruction outside of school during the school day. And the court upheld the ability of this to continue, said Aaron Zebarth, CEO of Joy L Ministries. We're thrilled with this decision so that we can continue to serve the children we love. We are grateful for this tireless prayer support. The longstanding policy with the Pennsylvania State Police and PennDOT has been a recognition that groups like Joy L Ministries may provide transportation for students to attend these released time programs only so long as they didn't call their vehicles school buses or include equipment like flashing lights. However, an issue arose when a state policeman reversed course, grounding many of Joy L's buses and drivers for not complying with inapplicable standards only necessary for picking up and dropping off children along roadways, something Joy L never does. The effort to stop Joy L from transporting children was carried out despite the fact that its drivers held all the proper licenses and its vehicles missed all the required uh, state safety inspections. The court held that the state police attempted to apply inapplicable standards related to picking up and dropping off children along the roadway, which only apply to public, private, and parochial schools, and that Joy L's release time program is not a school and does not pick up or drop off children along roadways. As a result of today's decision, groups like Joy L Ministries will be protected in their ability to carry out their ministry, serving children throughout the Commonwealth. And the Independence Law Center, a leading constitutional civil rights law firm, uh, represented them in that case. So congratulations to them. That's excellent. That's good. Stay busting chops, you know, busting chops because they don't like the idea that kids leave public school to go get some religious education. And they don't like that because then you leave indoctrination camp. They want you to stay in indoctrination camp all day, obviously. So big win right there. All right, 855, uh, I'm, show's over. What am I doing? Tomorrow night, I'll be in for the great one, Mark Levin, after this show. So stay tuned. We'll have a lot of fun six hours of radio together. Keep the conversation going on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Thank you. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t oh, 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 O'Reilly.
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.